Welcome to episode 96 of the Inside Biden. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm your host, Rudy. How you doing this week? Hey, I'm good. I just, you know, same old stuff. No change, really. I was just saying before that I was jealous that, uh, you know, you're going to the beach. Obviously, you know, you live in a nice, warmer place than I do. Yes, the sunshine state. Yeah, definitely one thing I'm jealous of, but I will say... I'm not really jealous of Florida in many other ways. No, but, e- <laughs> but even weather alone, once you're like mid July and it's about 105 to 110, you're not going to be jealous. Oh my God. Yeah. God. I, especially me, I don't do well with the heat, but like, my <laughs> wife is like the complete opposite. She's like, it's 95 degrees out. Let's go. Let's go outside. I'm like, no, I can't. I don't want to. <laughs> I didn't even know it got 95 up there. That's, oh, that's yeah. actually it, impressive. That's not, you know, common, but it yeah. can happen. They just went to the beach. Once we finish recording, I'll meet them down there. But yes, it's finally getting that time frame to where like summer's about to start and that's all that's going to be a thing. So it's, it's yeah. good. That kind of ends the whole my favorite bits of like fall and spring to where mm-hmm. I can go hiking and it stays in like the 70s and it feels good. There's no way sure. I'm going hiking in like 95, <laughs> 105 degree weather, you know, so oh, that's strictly pools beaches that sort of vibe you know right all right but yes it is nice to just see like a bright shiny beautiful day so that's that's good of course we'll get over our our dad lame uh, small talk here but <laughs> let's get into this main subject and we're trying to figure out what we even wanted to do but i guess let's just go over the big hot thing right now and yes. uh you can you can start us here yeah so basically the the topic uh that we're gonna tackle today is i'd say specifically bad pc ports although we can open it up more than that but pc ports lately have been i don't know what's going on i don't understand i truly wonder if it's a combination of things i know some people sometimes people want to give people the benefit of the doubt always like it's hard to develop for pc yeah but why are they able to do it so many times there's so many big games notably every microsoft published game i've played on pc has zero problems ever mm-hmm. right so and then if you want to say it's all because Microsoft has a lot of money, well, there's plenty of indie games that run perfectly fine. Like take Roller Drone, for example, a game that came out recently, ran perfectly. It was running at like 100 frames the whole time. Well, clearly no money's not it because what we're going to talk about it. is EA. They're, they couldn't be in any richer company. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah Loaded. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to tackle yeah. that. And what is happening on PC? That, like, I, I really want to know. Yeah, I don't. You know. I don't. I don't understand. I will say this, though. Just like anyone who plays on Xbox or PS5 primarily, if they get a game here and there that doesn't perform well, you know, I don't think that will deter them from continuing to play on console. Just the same with me. I still vastly prefer to play on a PC. Is it annoying? Sure. But all it's done, it's just made me better at sticking to my guns. For example, I didn't go get Star Wars on PS5. I'm just like, I'm not buying it until they fix it. When they fix it, I'll go get it. And so it's fine. It's not like I don't have have a million other games to play anyway yeah so. it'd be one thing if we were starving for good content but we're not we're we're actually right. in the opposite of that we're trying to find small little pockets where we don't have anything to play <laughs> exactly we're, we're in the opposite and I, I know it's a joke or whatever and some people are serious because they really take this console war thing so seriously but when people kind of get pleasure out of the fact that the pc port is bad it's kind of makes me scratch my head like yeah so you're okay with these companies you know putting out a crappy product as long as it doesn't affect you directly is that what you're saying because i find that very strange i play on pc but i still think redfall for example should be more than 30 on xbox Mm -hmm. i feel like everyone should think that way you know you want all the games on every platform 
they should be performing well. You well, know? the biggest reason for that over anything else is I want cross-play and cross-progression across right, all platforms, right? right? And exactly. it really sucks. Okay, let's think of Redfall. Okay, I'm on PC. I'm getting 60. Uh, friend playing with me is playing 30 on console. Isn't that really weird to both be <laughs> playing the same game and having very vastly different experiences? But it then sure that goes is, into yeah. the whole discussion on a lot of people don't think it's even a difference whatsoever or can't even right. notice a difference, right. which I don't know. Come on, let's get <laughs> and real. We've talked, we've no, talked yeah. about that one, how crazy we, we think that is. But um, um, overall, for me personally, I feel pretty like bad if like, oh, I'm playing with a friend and they're just stuck at 30 and it's an right, online right. shooter that just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just yeah, definitely it's, weird. Again, it's definitely not enough to make me want to stop playing on PC. But I will say it is a little tiring where every time I get a new AAA game, it's like a roll of the dice. Is this one going to work? Is it not going to work? Um, I mean, we can name a, a lot of them. I mean, um, Callisto oh, yeah, Protocol, been... uh, Hogwarts. Hogwarts wasn't um, perfect, but it had issues, yes. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, well, Dying Light 2? Dying Light 2. Um, oh, Last of Us. Last of Us was horrible. I'm not making any excuses, but just to Dying Light, I think it was... Yeah. Co-op specifically on PC for some reason was broken, which is even more annoying mm -hmm, <laughs> that mm -hmm, you got mm -hmm. the game to work. But as soon as you put someone else in it, it doesn't work for, for some reason. So that's Well, when that game um, came out, I remember being able to play similar games in that same time frame on my rig with no issues. But that game gave me serious issues. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I do know that. But yep, anyway, yep. but that was just like, okay, well, maybe I just, yeah, I need to upgrade my parts. But here we are in a scenario. This is lead <laughs> into Jedi Survivor. People are having 40 90s. You know how expensive of a card? $1,500 so card. If you buy it right now, you can't even find them. So you got to buy them secondhand for like, what, almost close to $2,000? Oh, my God. They're super expensive. Imagine yeah. spending that much money and you can't even hit 60. That's I mean, the thing come that kills on. me is. Come on. I hate when... Uh, Listen, I understand that that when you have an issue on console or PC, everyone's not going to experience it. But when people say that, it's like, okay, what is the point of you saying that? Is that does that mean all of a sudden that I don't have these issues or that it's not a widespread thing because it, you know, it doesn't really change anything. I have a very high-end computer and I haven't tried it to be fair. I haven't tried the game out, but I saw people playing with 3080 Ti's and like Well, said, to try it out, you're going to spend $70 just to what? And maybe be, yeah, disappointed. be disappointed why why would i want to even dive into that it's it's just i find it kind of ridiculous again like the you know the greg millers of the world you know celebrating that the pc port doesn't work i just find that interesting because there's so many there's been many times where i wouldn't say that the the console version is broken but it doesn't perform as well as it should it's running at a low frame rate whatever and yeah but weirdly, they're in a better state right now in this. I, I well, mm -hmm. let's just say the last year. They're they're weirdly right. having better optimized experiences over there. Right. It's becoming a thing of like you know. Again, hey, I've been saying it a few times. I'm in no rush. I don't need to buy PC part. Why? I'm gonna rush myself to play worse experiences. I I'd, I'd rather not. But side note here, I actually just mm -hmm. bought. Uh, new parts. I got a new CPU, new GPU, new motherboard, awesome. new case, all of this. It should, it's not arriving yet. I ordered it last Wednesday, and it should be arriving, I guess, Monday or Tuesday. So I'm very excited to put that up. And again, just in time for Redfall. So now I'm not going to be stuck, you know, console 30. I'll actually be able to play at 60. And I am looking forward to that game. It looks great. 
yeah i was pretty bummed about the console port but now knowing that well i'll be good to play on pc now i'm not now i'm excited again you know but that's how much this affects me is like again we just don't seem to understand the people who aren't bummed about playing at a lower speed why wouldn't you just want 60 in 2023 and when you go back to classic titles even like mario the only Mario game I think that ran 30 was Mario 64 when 3D was like first starting. NES, sure. Super Nintendo, GameCube to Wii till till now on Switch, they're all 60. And the right. Mario is a very smooth gameplay, and that's the point of the game. Imagine right. it. Right. Imagine you playing Mario and it's like skipping all over the place, like these Jedi Survivor videos. And you're trying to make God, a jump. You know how annoying and aggravated that would be. <laughs> Like, such a, especially in Mario, that'd be such a pain. <laughs> that that's a good point though. When I think of all my experiences with Mario games, that is never ever ever been an issue. It yeah. always feels so smooth and so good, and and yet people always have these criticisms about Nintendo. Well, um, they're trying to pretend like it's a new issue. They're trying to say, well, people are only complaining about high frame rates now. Like back in my day, no, back right, in your right, day, right. it was great and smooth. What are you talking about? It wasn't when you're playing NES and Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis and all that. You weren't having these really choppy, weird, I mean, with bad games, yes, but not like not any of the games that we cared about and loved. Right, like, right. Yep. I so totally it's agree. not it's not a new it's not a new complaint. People like to say that and it's totally not true. The only bad what we had N64 and PS1 where they were figuring out 3D. That was the only rough period I can think of in gaming history where frame sure. rate was an sure. issue across the board right any any other pocket we were good again like, yeah that's true and i'm not playing medicare solid 2 on ps2 and it and it choppy all over the place that wasn't happening right right you're right, right. It, i think people think that 60 frames the conversation is is like or even not even just the conversation but just doing it is a brand new thing and then you have games from you know way yeah. back in the day 1995 that you know were able to, <laughs> to do it so come on give me a break man i, I just I don't buy it. I think it's a becoming a big issue. And I think that a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of developers are just getting lazy with the PC port. Why? Why? As if this is not a big part of the sales, you know, I don't know. I just don't understand the logic behind this. Why cut corners with one of the markets and yet do everything for the other two? It, you're just going to make people not want to buy it on PC and that's less sales, right? Don't you want more sales? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it it yeah. doesn't really makes sense to me but it is very frustrating i was looking forward to playing jedi survivor and now instead i'm playing some other stuff which is fine but yeah i was definitely wanting to be there playing with everyone else but yeah and this isn't about jedi survivor itself this is about what we're saying of recent experiences across the board when it comes to all of these Mm -hmm. different games somehow getting really bad pc ports but jedi survivor even like the file size is 128 gigabyte you know how mm-hmm. gigantic that. that is? That's it's like crazy. I don't... Though, I guess this is nothing new for, like, uh, a respawn. I was thinking back. Remember Titanfall, the initial release of that? <laughs> it was, like, a gigantic <laughs> file size. And it was because it was a 48 gigabyte back in 2014, which was huge. Most games were, like, 15 or 20. But they had 35 of that 48 gigs being, like, some uncompressed audio. <laughs> and I went and looked it up because I remember the story and what their response was, uh, like their excuse was, the audio was not compressed. 
Uh, so we could dedicate more system resources oh, to running the game and less to unpacking audio files. So, uh, for example, like like Destiny 2 is a gigantic... That's one of the biggest things I can think of, of like huge live service game that's been going on since like 2017. Sure. And its sure. file size is smaller than Jedi Survivor. And I was like, that seems impossible. That, that Yeah, that is weird because they just constantly keep adding to yeah. it. So how is it... How how is that even a thing? There's no way Jedi Survivor is that big of a game, right? We're not playing it for (laughs) hundreds of hours with constantly new things to see. We're going to, what, 20, 30, 40 hours and be done with it? Like, and it's a single player, like, narrative campaign. I mean, yes, there's open segments, but you know what I mean. Like, in no way should it be this big. But I guess this is, like, nothing new for Respawn, I guess is what I'm also getting at. But before we go any further, um, I'm trying to do something new here. I'm going to insert a clip here. Me and you are going to watch it. And I want to see your thoughts after the fact. You haven't seen okay. this yet, I don't think. I haven't yet. I I do watch critical stuff. But, um, yes. but yeah, I haven't watched this one. Charlie, his uh, YouTube, Penguin Zero, he just uploaded it a few hours ago. And I just got done watching it. And I'd be like, hey, this would be really cool to insert into the show. Because he hits sure. on a lot of great points here. So on PC and pretty much everywhere else, you will probably not be getting 60 frames per second. And I know, oh, entitled gamers wanting 60 frames, oh, that's so goofy. Well, bah humbug to you as well, Ebenezer Scrooge. If you're paying $70, this is a $70, $70 game, if you're paying $70 and not even getting the bare minimum of performance, then you are a <laughs> if you're trying to defend that. When you're paying that kind of money, you should be getting high quality product for it. But there is not a single report I have read from anyone that is able to maintain a consistent 60 frames per second with this title, no matter what you're running. You could be running the state-of-the-art quantum computational technology, absolute, you know, $100,000 hardware, 4090s out the wazoo, and you will still not be getting 60 frames per second in this game consistently. Most people are getting between 40 and 50 FPS. And for a lot of people's machines, seeing 40 FPS is like finding a shiny Pokemon. And one of the things that I should mention with Jedi Survivor, though it doesn't apply to every bad PC port, but it certainly does for this game, is that it uses Denuvo DRM. I'm sure you've all at least heard of Denuvo before. It's become the boogeyman of DRM because it has been shown to make game performance worse. To what extent and exactly how big of an effect it has on performance is always a bit of a toss-up and a case-by-case basis on the game itself, but it does have a proven negative effect on the performance of a game. The reason companies use Denuvo is because they're all so fearful of piracy that they take the nuclear option and choose Denuvo to try and protect it, though even in those cases the games still end up getting cracked and people still pirate them, it just takes them a little longer, but you sacrifice the actual performance of your game for your paying customers in order to give yourself like an extra week of no piracy. What ends up happening is when a game has this and a normal person buys the game, like me, I buy the game, I'm subject to that Denuvo DRM and that makes my game's performance worse. Whereas the people who pirate the game that are taking a week before it comes out or two weeks, whatever, they now get that game without Denuvo, thus their performance is actually better than the paying customers. That's ridiculous. That's so f- 
ass-backwards, it's laughable. It's almost poetic. In their delusional attempts to combat piracy, they end up encouraging it by offering pirates a better product <laughs> if you pirate the game than paying customers. And in Jedi Survivor's case, it's even more lunacy because the Denuvo, the DRM, all of it is so extreme that if you try and load this game on what it deems is too many computers, It'll shut you out from even playing the game. There have been players reporting that because of Denuvo, they've been locked out of the game because it thinks that they're playing it on multiple computers, thus it's like, you know, combating piracy. When that's not even what's happening, it's, it's, it's out of control. Back to just general PC ports being terrible and like a trend of this going on, it's still unforgivable to even be getting 40 and 50 FPS in this day and age and paying full price for the game which has become kind of the trend in the industry, which is so weird and why I'm talking about it, because this isn't like some rare exception. This isn't some unicorn where like, oh man, somehow they f***ed up a PC port. How could they have done that? No, this is like super normal. It, right now, we live in the time period where it's push it out and we'll fix it later. Just ship it and we'll fix it somewhere down the line and that should be fine which is trash, that's horrible business practice. And what's even sadder is the amount of brainwashed drone zombies that defend this and actually attack people that call it out saying that they're just entitled gamers, how can you be demanding this from developers to get it right off rip, to get it perfect when they ship it? This is silly, you're being a bunch of goobers. Obviously they're going to fix this game at some point. They, they treat it like it's a f NFT investment or something, like, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be great at some point. And you know, yeah, maybe sometimes it does get fixed, uh, most notably Callisto Protocol. That shipped in the worst state I've ever seen for a PC port. It was borderline unplayable with how bad that was, but they fixed it shortly thereafter. But it shouldn't have ever shipped that way. It's not like they didn't know these problems existed. It's not like this all of a sudden came out of nowhere, like, oh my god, there was a ghost in the machine and it corrupted everything right when it launched. No, they would have been aware of it, but they still decided to ship it anyway in that state just to meet the deadline. And it ruined the reputation of that game forever. And right now that's happening with Star Wars Jedi Survivor. A game, when it launches, should be in a good state. But just performance problems like never getting 60 FPS, constant stuttering, those kind of things, you know they're there when the game's about to ship. <laughs> I wish more people would stop the defensiveness of why are you guys complaining? I mean, even on our own post in our group, you know, there's always, I just, it just blows my mind. Like, I, if you, if it doesn't bother you, that's one thing, fine. But to actively go against the people who mm -hmm. are, you know, trying to voice their complaints about it so that this changes, that part kind of blows my mind. I I'm a PC elitist people... baby whining because right. I don't get my 8K 4000 FPS. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> it, it's like, it, dude, that's. That's, That's not, not what I was saying. Like, listen, I, I will say for myself personally, after spending this much money on this computer, yeah, my expectations are way higher than your average person. Fine. But when I'm sitting here complaining about a game's performance, it's not really like that. It's like, you guys are not even doing, the game doesn't even run. Like Skillup's video, he showed how. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cutscenes, yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on. And then people are like, well, it's not fair to Jedi Survivor because you played on PC and it was a bad version and therefore you you didn't recommend it. How is that not fair? And how is that my fault? Like, I'm supposed That's like, to know. Right. That's like saying that <laughs> I played the PS5 version and it was messed up, but the PC version is good. Therefore, I shouldn't rate it that way. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, you know, you play it on yeah. one of the platforms. It doesn't work well. Well, unless it's unless you're reviewing. And he even does say, by the way reviewed on pc so if that's mm -hmm. you know your issue he, he says it 
But yeah, I, I don't get it, man. I don't I don't know why so many people are are like sticking their fingers in their ears. I don't hear you. Wow, 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 wow. It's kind of how I feel at this point. Yeah, it, you know? it doesn't affect me. So everyone it does affect is stupid because they should right. do the same piece of hardware I use. And so silly. I don't get the argument there. Um, even if it's great for you and you buy it on PS5, first of all, it's not great there. With, but right. let's just say it was, okay? Hypothetically, it's perfect on Series X and PS5 and mm -hmm. not on PC. Why should that be acceptable still? Like, we sh people should still be like, man, yeah, I'm having a good experience here on Xbox, but that really sucks, and we should still be upset at them yeah. for releasing a version of it on one of these platforms that's bad. Not, haha, you suck, you got the bad platform. Like, like you're attacking the the customer and you're not attacking the person who made it a bad version like yeah yeah exactly they already have now got a bad experience buying a bad version and you're gonna double down on on the victim and not the person who put it out it's, it's I so feel, I, it's so I, dumb it's such a strange time people you know there are plenty of games i play on pc and i have great experiences or else i wouldn't be playing on pc but whenever these games ha come out like this yeah of course of course i highlight it um, but I just find it interesting when the people come running so excited to say that the, the PC port is having trouble. But my friend Matt sent me um, a clip for on Series X and PS5. It's showing that it's it's running at like 33, 33 to 44 frames most of the time and that it's running at 720p on, on PlayStation. Oof. It's like, Oof. like, how are you going to say that? You know, I guess what they're doing is this, like your your version's worse than mine. So yeah. I don't care. Your version's worse than mine. They're both bad, but your version's worse. So I'm happy and you're not because my your version's a little worse. That's yeah, fine. it's so. it's people attacking each other instead of going at the issue itself. I don't know. You know what it reminds me? It reminds me of like politics. It's like, oh yeah, well your side sucks. Instead of getting upset <laughs> at the actual politicians, you're getting upset at the at the other people. It's like, why are we attacking each other? We should be attacking the people giving us the bad products. Like, I agree, I agree. They're they're going after the wrong people. It's yeah, yeah, kind of ridiculous. But uh, but you know what? You know, we'll keep uh voicing their concerns, making complaints. They usually, you know, I'm not gonna it. stop. By the way, if if no, a game comes out that that's bad, I'm going to address it and I'm gonna call it out and I'm gonna want better. People, I'm gonna people continue should be okay to do that. that. Like, so listen, I I, I think that. The people who say that Zelda Breath of the Wild is a bad game are freaking crazy. However, they're allowed to say that. Okay, you can say yeah, it. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't yeah. take away my enjoyment. I'll just be louder about how much I like it. <laughs> and, and by the way, I know we'll talk about this later, but those same people, these people who really don't like people complaining about a port being bad, are the same people who will be the first to tell you that they don't care about Tears of the Kingdom, man. It's overrated and yada yada. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> also, there's a different expectation when you bring up Switch. You reminded me. There's a lot of people like, okay, well, why do you expect this out of Switch? Oh but you don't God, expect yeah. this out of a high-end PC. Do you under, do you even hear I'm yourself, like, dude? Do you hear your question? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like think about think about your. I've had this discussion with people so many times. Like, listen, they're like, I don't understand, Rudy. You're all about this PC, 1440p, 100 FPS, yada yada yada. I'm like, yeah, I've spent so much money on this pc and it has the best parts available so yeah of course I'm our expectations high. move right when we right. have better hardware that we invest in that's then, just and, the and reality I, of the situation 
And the thing with the Switch is, I'm not okay with everything running at 30 FPS in the Switch. Yeah, but I, I spent two or three hundred dollars. I didn't right. spend a thousand. I spent two or three hundred dollars like six and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah. So those to me are very different. If Zelda comes out and I have this incredible game, which but mind you, is way better than any of these PC ports we've talked about, by the way. Yeah, Just the game yeah, in general, yeah. I mean. And I haven't even played it yet, and I know that. I understand um, it's 30 and not 60, but it's far beyond that. It's like it's like skippy. It's it's the frame pacing. It's a, it's a yeah. whole bunch of different factors. Right. It's not just 30 and, or 60. And and let's know. not forget, like these people discount the fact that it's a portable system. Like yes. when I play my Steam Deck, for example, and I'm playing Elden Ring and it's running at 40 frames per second, I'm not going to get mad about it because it is a portable system. You see, yeah. it's it's very yeah. different. Yeah. So to me, it's just it's just expectation. That's all. Mm -hmm. I don't have. I'm not forgiving Nintendo all the time. They get away with everything. I've been very critical of Nintendo when they do something that I feel is you know. But I think well. it's incredibly impressive that a device yeah. that is far worse than our phones can put out far better yeah. products yeah, exactly. of games exactly. than our phones. Like, yep, yep. I I totally agree. Um, like, but I, it's just it's just a bad faith argument. People know when they yeah. say that they know <laughs> the truth, right? They're just you know they're kind of acting like. Well, it should be the same thing when they know it's not, obviously. So. Yeah, it, it, again, our expectations are different based off of the hardware we're playing on. It is, it is. I'm, I'm not expecting Zelda to be 4K60 when it's a portable machine of running off of some, like, mobile chip from way back in 2015. Like, it, it it's not going to be the same. So, I'm going to expect, you know, like, a more, like, it's like, 3ds i go and buy a 3ds imagine going and buying a 3ds during the time frame of like a ps4 being out right and then you're complaining about your 3ds not pushing out ps4 visuals and performance right not right exactly that is we're not we're exactly. not it's we're expecting a handheld little thing to play whatever cool little mario or zelda game but we're not expecting ps4 performance out of a 3ds we weren't and we're not doing the same here we're not expecting ps5 performance out of a switch we're not yeah i i agree like if if the switch puts out a game a first party title let's say and it runs at 30 fps but it's not consistent and it has a bunch of you know glitches and there's a game breaking bug then yes i will call yeah. it out even remember if when a, we a complained about the forest being terrible for yes rate? i complained yep. about it I was mm -hmm. upset about that. I was like, this oh, sucks. Yeah. And they, yep. a lot of people complained and they kept trying to make it better and better. And it's a lot better state because of that. If no one were to complain, do you really think they'd go in there and try to address it? No. That's how you get, you know, things change. That, <laughs> this is why we've ended up in the place we're in because people are so okay with just accepting everything. Oh, they worked hard on it. So let's give them a break. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to pick and choose, you know? Now, so. I understand one thing. I will give the other side one thing. Yes, sure. they wish a game would just release and we would just of discuss course. the game itself and not discuss its performance and not discuss all of these. Like, they just want to talk about the game. I get it. But why can't we have both? Why can't we talk about the game on one side and talk about performance on another? When I play this game or any other game, I can, I'll separate the two. Um, when you watch that skill up video, for example, right? And mm -hmm. he goes into the performance of all of the issues, right? Halfway through the video, he's like, all right, well, now let's just talk about the game itself. Talk about the game, yeah. And he has a lot of praises. He likes the characters. He likes the world. He likes the cool combat. He likes the skills, blah, 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 right? 
But we're allowed to talk about both. I don't want to just not talk about any issues and only talk about the game itself. I want to talk about the whole scope of it all, and I should be allowed to do so. I, I totally agree. I don't think it's... Again, I, I think the automatic defense is... I remember when we used to play video games and just enjoy it. Like, dude, we've we, we, video games have evolved. Why can't our expectations? I remember when we used to just communicate just by uh, sending mail in the in the in the mailbox, and it would take you know four to five days every time. Like, what? Oh, oh so we should just stick with mm-hmm, the old stuff forever? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. come on, man! Like, so it's... I should expect a text to take four days to get to the individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Come on, no, I, my expectations are different based off the technology I'm using. Like, come on. Oh, I, I think we got it. I think. I think. I think we covered I've it. Said, just. Yeah. In in um in summary, I'm gonna keep playing on PC. In my opinion, it's my it's the best place to play for me, and so I'll keep doing it. And you know, when they fix it, I'll play it. Until then, I won't play it. You know, it is what it is. Last of Us, by the way, I have the Last of Us port still sitting in my library. I did it backwards at the time. I made the mistake of getting. It. I was just like excited. I didn't really think about it. Anyway. I oh, see I think it's in a good state every, now. I think so. Right, every yeah. day I get on my computer, I see update for Last of Us. So okay. they're definitely scrambling to fix it. And guess what? If no one had complained, we'd right. have this terrible port forever, right? So I'm going to let it sit there. I'm going to let it keep fixing itself. And eventually I'll get to it. Uh, later in that clip of what we were watching, he did address like uh, Last of Us and said that he plays it now and it's running good now. So oh, great. They did address. There's some small issues still, but nowhere close to release. There's, there's all the proof yeah. you need for the fact that it works when people, you know, <laughs> voice their concerns. I just and- don't um a game like i love how they play dumb with their statements like ea released a statement about this game as well did you see it they're like Mm -hmm. oh well you're running chips designed for windows 11 yet you're running windows 10 and that's why you're having the problem bro what about any of the other games is is like that's not even true there's people with windows 11 and it's still a bad issue but they're, they're like trying to throw all of these random things like well it must be this and must be this and must be this how about it's you and how about you not release it until it's actually good? Just Instead delay of the trying game, to Come blame on. this and blame that and blame this. I mean, they were clearly rushed, right? They were clearly like EA just like, no, release it now, release it now, release it now. All right. We already it's, delayed it once. We can't delay it. Right. We can't afford it. Right. And we'll That's just af- we'll just afford the backlash. You know, it'll be a bunch of people whining on Twitter. It doesn't matter. Our game will still sell. And, you know, in about a week or two, everyone for- will forget about this my assumption of what they're thinking right sure no you're you're probably right and it's a shame because like like he said in the review you know by all accounts this is a very good game it's improved a ton and yet this is what a lot of people will remember about it you know so just like no man's god just like callisto protocol just like last of us you know these these never never those those blackface memes are gonna exist forever now with joel you know what i mean Uh oh my god couldn't believe i i thought that was fake at first but apparently it's real i i had no idea it's real it could really be that bad that's so crazy like how does that even happen (laughs) now they have their image just tarnished going forward i mean the same with cyberpunk you know like it's gonna take a long time for people to just come around the other side on it yep I, i totally agree so let's see where it goes from here but yeah i definitely will be waiting on that one and Whenever it's good, I'll join all you guys talking about it. Who are you know all everyone who's con- conversing about it? Yeah, again, I'm not big into Star Wars. I don't have any huge urge to play this, but 
as a game in general, it does look pretty fun and good. It looks good, yeah. When I'm ignoring the the issues, it it still looks like a good game and all all the mm-hmm. other factors. And like I enjoyed the first game, but again, like, we've already said like it was good, not great, and I'd rather actually play I, like I a Souls game actually than that. But still, yep. I mean, like you know, I'm always down for a, a new game that's cool and all yeah, that. still worth checking out for sure. So yeah. yeah, it'll happen eventually, I'm sure. So all right um let's get into the news Ooh. here uh big first story here yeah big so, one uk regulators block microsoft's acquisition of activision blizzard over cloud gaming concerns this was I what understand. i was not expecting they were they weren't they weren't upset over like xbox having call of duty um <laughs> control or anything like that they're upset over them their cloud gaming being too big and first of all google had cloud gaming they just screwed it up. Microsoft's cloud gaming still going on is because they just didn't screw it up as bad as Stadia, right? But sure. like it doesn't they're acting as if Microsoft's the only one out there that can even do cloud gaming. I mean, yeah, it takes a gigantic company to have all of these servers and all that. But it's not like there was other players in the field. They just did a terrible job at it but that's not microsoft's fault so i'm just a little weird over this being the concern because i could understand the other concerns i don't understand the cloud right. gaming concern but let's when get I into what that, they right. say and why they think it's like a, a concern so i'm pulling a lot of this from wesley leblanc over at game informer okay so the competition and markets authority a uk regulator agency that serves the same function as the federal trade commission in the u.s has blocked Microsoft's pending $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard over cloud gaming concerns. Now, when we hear that number and we hear an acquisition that large, all of our concerns are in many other aspects, not cloud. Let's, let's continue. While this block presents a large barrier to Microsoft's progress forward toward this acquisition, it's not a end-all be-all for the purchase microsoft says it remains dedicated to this acquisition and will appeal the cma's ruling which side note anytime anyone's appealed them in the past they were never able to overrule that appeal and it still stayed that way but you know like who knows how big those were in the past anyway it says elsewhere in the announcement that this deal would reinforce microsoft's advantage in the market by giving it control over important gaming content such as Call of Duty, Overwatch, and World of Warcraft. And that evidence available to the CMA indicates that, absent the merger, Activision would start providing games via cloud platforms in the foreseeable future. So if Microsoft weren't to acquire them, they're saying that, well, Activision themselves could have created their own cloud platforms to play those types of games. And they want Activision to do their own deal. They don't want Microsoft to do it for them. So such a strange reason, honestly. but I don't. But Activision couldn't do that. They don't have the resources to make a cloud platform. It takes a lot. Again, it takes a Google or a Microsoft or an Amazon to have that much server room to even have a functional cloud platform. Activision doesn't have sure. that. So I, I don't even believe that. That's I. I feel that's actually. Uh, it makes again. It makes me question the people in power all the time. Like they. I don't mm-hmm. think they understand. But let's keep going. Prior to this block, Microsoft did submit a proposal to address some of the CMA's concerns, but ultimately it failed to sway the agency. The CMA laid out a number of significant shortcomings connected with the growing and fast-moving nature of cloud gaming services. 
It did not significantly cover cloud gaming service business models, including multi-game subscription services. It was not a significant open to providers who might want to wish who might wish to offer versions of games on PC operating systems other than Windows. Uh, that's not even a thing right now, though. Like, no one's gaming on Mac. It, people right, game really, on yeah, Linux, yeah. but the people who game on Linux are using software that converts Windows to Linux because games aren't made for Linux. They're just finding a workaround, yeah. The only games that work are games Windows. That's that's where the market is anyway, regardless of this right. deal happening. That's the way it's been for the last 30 years, if not 50 Again, years. Like you said, some of the other reasons, I think, whether I agree or not, would make more sense to me. This yeah. one is, these this reasons is... they're stating are very... I'm surprised that this is what's able to push it through, you know, to stop it. Uh, last bit here, it would standardize the terms and conditions on which games are available, as opposed to them being determined by the, I don't know that word, dimansum? I don't know. By the dynamism and creativity of the competition in the market, as would be expected in the absence of the merger. So they're saying if the merger doesn't happen, uh, Activision would have a lot more freedom to do X, Y, or Z. Like, they can make their own cloud, and they could control it themselves instead of somebody doing it for them. But again... Sure. You would have to have. I can't even think of more than three companies. I can only think I, I of. I can only can't. think of Amazon, Google, and Microsoft. Right? There's no one else. Those are like the big, big ones. Yeah. That would ever even have the server room to even run something like this. So there's no other companies that can run something like that. You know, for a number of years constantly. That's so much money. I, just, I don't for, think people understand how much money for millions have. of users. I mean, Game Pass right now is at like 25, 26 million, something like that. Right. And and those were numbers yeah. from last year, maybe even two years ago. It's maybe even 30 million. Whatever. Regardless. Uh, having that many play cloud all at the same time, I don't know who else could do it. I, I don't know if anyone could do it. <laughs> Honestly, it's like totally. Ridiculous. I do believe, and you know, whether it's five years, ten, twenty years, like gaming will be in a space to where cloud thing. It just feels like a natural evolution of just somebody just so. loading up a device and you're just immediately selecting it and going right into it. And there's no install, there's no hardware, none of that, right? That's, it does seem like that's kind of where we're uh, I think you're right. I think you're right time. eventually, yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Now, again, it could even be 20 years from now. And 20 years is a long time in tech, right? But it could take sure. that long. I don't know, but I just can't see it not happening. But Right, right. I, who else would be able to achieve this? For them to expect Activision to be able to handle this themselves is ridiculous. Yeah, and Acti listen, Activision has a lot of money, sure. But again, Microsoft has like, <laughs> it's just not comparable. Oh, Apple. Know? Apple could do it. Apple could do it. Apple could do it. That's Apple true. could do it. That's I guess that's they it. Got right? like, don't they have like a trillion dollars at this point? Jesus. Microsoft and and, and Apple are real close in, in the profit margin. So that's the only that's other crazy. company I guess I guess four, right? I mean, it's not like Sony could do this. It's not like Nintendo could no, do this. Sony and Nintendo definitely do not have enough to do that. Yeah. So so I'm very lost on this being the reason. I, I think they're 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 clearly completely out of the realm of knowing what they're talking about. But yeah. again, like this is the expectation of any higher power, right? They just don't know. Right. It's like, remember the Facebook stuff, whenever they're having the court cases? Oh my with, God. And they those clearly are, didn't understand. Those technology. are the greatest. <laughs> there was like one where they were doing the, the TikTok hearing with the CEO. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, 
tell me why TikTok should exist in America with videos like this. And it's like two girls dressed up as Mario Luigi just dancing. She's like, this is so vulgar. I'm like, oh, these people just don't, <laughs> they don't understand. It's so funny. Like, how do these people end up in these positions? Mm-hmm. And they don't know the first thing about technology or social media or anything. It's just so funny. Because, again, what what are our actual real concerns? My, a real concern of an of an acquisition this big would just be someone being able to control in general, right? Microsoft just being like, okay, let's say they agree to 10 years. And after those 10 years, they immediately cut it off. And we're like, we're taking it ourselves. Ha, ha, ha. That's a sure. that's a fear. A fear is not yeah. the cloud. Yeah, right. I don't I don't know. That's an interesting one. So they're, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're gonna appeal this, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But no one has ever appealed to them, and then they've they've gave away. So mm-hmm. honestly, this may be this may be the end of it. Um, God, it's gonna be weird to reverse all this stuff mm-hmm. that they had already in the pipe. You know. Now, what does this um, mean for like? Okay, Activision now is super salty over PlayStation. <laughs> right, right, I'm sure. <laughs> like, clearly they can't vocalize that to the public ear, but there's no way mm-hmm. they're not upset over how many times did PlayStation try to shut this down or that down or that down? There, There's no way they're happy with <laughs> them, right? No, uh, not at all. They're definitely upset and not happy. <laughs> they're like, man, we were just improving our image. Now we yeah. got to do this again yeah. from scratch. And they were about to make like what sixty eight billion. Like, there's yeah, I don't know. I, the aftermath is going to be interesting with that. And then um, me rooting for this to happen, I don't see any reason to do that because I don't know. I don't really a big company acquiring something that's just kind of beyond my concerns. I don't care. I just want to. I'm just like, indifferent play the games. to it, you know. Yeah, I was hoping for the PC stuff. I was hoping for like, oh, maybe right. World of Warcraft would come to Xbox. Oh, maybe uh, we'd sure, be sure. able to just have a lot more like better, cooler features because Activision, like, I don't know, they just don't have as much to offer as Microsoft could offer in terms of mm-hmm. us being able to play a game in this way or that way. And the other thing I was hoping was, now listen, I, I don't think that Microsoft manages other studios the best, like 343, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, I was hoping with their management, you know, they, they'd have more money and more backing, do what they want to do, things like that, you know? but I guess we'll see now. Yeah, like even Call of Duty, like I used to play back in the day. Like what if, because now they're under Microsoft, maybe would Microsoft maybe do something different with Call of Duty? Like, you know, I don't know. It's all hypothetical stuff, but Mm -hmm. like it's better than just the same way it's been going. Right, right. Agreed. So, well, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. That'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's obviously a big deal, so. <laughs> I I think um, I think it's over, but we'll we'll yeah we'll I think see. you're probably right to be honest. I don't think there's I wasn't expecting this. I'll tell you that right now. But again, I wasn't expecting cloud gaming was the last thing for my brain. Yeah, that's such a strange reason. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess that was something they definitely brought up in the past. So well, they're they're saying things I saw like I can only put so much in this document. But a a big part they were also saying was like, well, Microsoft technically has like over 70% of cloud gaming control right now in terms of who offers cloud gaming. Well, yeah, of course, you because look at the yeah. competition. There's no one else is doing it. No one's doing it because, again, no one else can really do it. The only That's like person... saying uh, the like... Nintendo Switch has 90% of the uh, handheld system sales. It's like <laughs> it's like the same idea, you know? Like They're not stopping people from doing right, it. It's just right. other people go ahead, can't. Go do it. Like, right, they don't right. have the... Yeah, so All that's right. it's, that's weird. Well, okay. 
we'll keep an eye on that one. Some other news that I'm very excited about is yeah. Armored Core 6 hits PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on August 25th. Now, I will say, I think in an old podcast episode, I had said that I had a feeling it was going to come out in this year, like sometime, you know, in the summer or something like that. So I'm happy to be right about that. I'm a little disappointed that it's coming to the older systems. Like, come on, just let yes. it go. Right? We don't we yes. don't need them anymore, you know? Same with Elden Ring. And you can't say it's it doesn't cause any problems. Yes, it does. Did you do you yeah. remember Elden Obviously. Ring's release? Yeah. There, yep. there was yep. it was definitely a rocky start. And yeah, I definitely sure. feel it would have been better if they had less to focus on when it comes to their platforms. Totally agree. Also, I have not played any Armored Core game. I've only watched a few videos. Me either. Um so but... I'm very curious. <laughs> That little gameplay trailer looked awesome. And yes. obviously, you know, we're big fans of From Software in general. They have not, in my opinion, put out any bad game, um, starting with Demon Souls. So, yeah, so I'm all in, man. I'm, I'm excited. want to check it out. I saw this sweet collector's edition, which, as you know, man, I want that little Gundam-looking figure, the mech. Oh, man, it looks so cool. How can you so, not be excited over oh, man, maybe so cool. the best developers that exist Right. creating a like mech game like, yeah which we have no games so like that in recent cool. memory you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah i'm all in man i'm, I'm super excited I'm, i think it's awesome that's coming out in august now that is going to complicate things for me a little bit because starfield comes out what like a week and a half later so yeah, yeah um yeah. we'll see we'll see how long but it is and how i how think it is and stuff because they're so vastly different of games I think yeah it's that's fine. true that's true that's a good point but yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'll keep an eye on, um, you know, their updates with that. So yes, and you know, I want to praise Microsoft here. I know I praise them a lot, but I'm gonna praise them here on sure. at least they did like push Starfield, and it's it wasn't oh, yeah. a Jedi Survivor moment because again, that, like yeah. that 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 first impression hurts so much. Even when you do fix Agreed. it later, I'm glad they didn't just go ahead and release Starfield anyway. Right? No, it's, I agree. I'm glad good. they moved it because it's yeah. much better for it. Okay. Next up here, Twisted Metal premieres on July 27th exclusively on Peacock and consists of 10 half an hour long episodes. So 10 episodes, uh, same with Last of Us. Is this a PlayStation thing going forward? Uh, Twisted Metal is being developed by Peacock and stars Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Mackie. Mm -hmm. As protagonist John Doe, a smart-ass delivery driver who transports supplies between settlements in a post-apocalyptic America. By the way, it doesn't say it in here, but he's Warthog, if you've ever played the Oh, I, I didn't. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, love Warthog. So I guess my thoughts on this is I like Anthony Mackie a lot. I, I really like him and everything that I've seen him in. But on the other hand, I just have this bias. Every time I see Peacock with a show, I'm like, oh, boy, yeah. I hope this is going to yeah. be good. Yeah. But like John Wick is coming out with a show on Peacock, too. So these are two shows that I'm looking forward to checking out and hoping um, it'll actually be good, but we'll see. If it was like HBO, I'd be like, oh man, we're no problem. Mm -hmm, we're good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, but, I um, agree though. I am a little like, it makes me less hyped when I see Peacock for sure. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch. Definitely going to check it out. You know, the rest of the summary here, he has no memory of his past, but gets a chance at a better life by making one special delivery across the dangerous landscape. The series is being categorized as an action comedy. The only other announced character is Sweet Tooth, who will be voiced by Will Arnett and physically performed mm, okay. by pro wrestler Samaya Joe. The show is being produced by Sony Pictures Television and PlayStation Productions. 
And it's the second TV adaptation of a first-party PlayStation game to arrive this year following The Last of Us. Now, I got to question, because we only got one example of this in the past with the TV show of PlayStation, was The Last of Us. But HBO had a big part in that. With HBO not being here, we don't actually know if this is going to turn out good or not. That's a good point. We don't. This is strictly Sony Pictures Television and PlayStation Productions. So... We'll see. Right. Now, I actually great to enjoy Twisted Metal. Great memories of mine. Right. It's been bacon for a long time. Long but, time. Um, I don't know. I I'm not. I'm not like down about this. This this yeah. could be cool, but I'm very. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I agree. I I think it has a lot of potential. I think the way that I remember Twisted Metal was a lot of the characters were very character like if that makes sense they're always like yes characters not normal, probably not, the most important right, thing about the game right right, right. Yeah. they're not they're never normal boring dull people they were always some sort of crazy yeah like, like outlaw it's like two twins right. that used to be cops and now they're going against yep, yep. the system and then you have like um i'm trying to think of what was like there was like some flower hippie girl and like a green oh car. I, think I remember uh, Thumper and I remember Thumper was awesome with too. like the purple Cadillac. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. No, that was um, definitely a good time. So I hope they Axel do it with the two Axel big wheels. The two wheels. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. They had great characters and it would translate really cool on the TV now. I'm thinking about it. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So I don't know how they're going to so, go about the actual combat of the cars though. I'm curious how they do that. That's true, but I do think they have a good story potential with the whole like tournament and you mm-hmm. make a you know you get one wish granted and all that stuff. Oh you know, yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I forgot remember about that? that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that could be. I think that could be a cool. Um, you know, well, story. what was the guy's name? Calypso. Calypso. Like, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So it would so, be. Um, yeah. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely gonna um gonna be checking that one out. So now this is the weirdest thing. All right. Wow, this wow. is very strange. Vampire Survivors is getting an animated series. Developer Punkle has confirmed that it's working with gaming consultant company Robot Teddy and media company Story Kitchen to bring the hit arcade bullet hell game to the small screen. Story Kitchen is helmed by names such as Dimitri Johnson, who is the co-producer of the Sonic the Hedgehog films, John Wick creator, writer Derek Kolstad, and APA agent Mike Goldberg. There's currently no other details about what the series will entail, such as the cast or premiere date. Well, definitely would have never guessed that ever yeah so never <laughs> it's very strange well they're capitalizing on all their popularity you know yeah Should all right interesting let's get into what we're watching what we're playing all right so i see that you have last case of benedict fox listed here as well and now a hundred percent i'll be completely fair and say i did not play this game for very long but man something about it was just didn't feel i read your post but what well, yeah let's hear what do so, you mean exactly? so i i um again i'm not saying this is a bad game or anything i'm just saying i started playing it i felt that the controls were very kind of wonky you know like the parry and and the shooting and the hitting okay. it all just didn't really flow very well for me at all and then i played a little bit longer and it just kind of throws you in you don't really know what's going on or anything again these are complaints that usually i probably just deal with and just keep playing the game just because I have so many good games right now, I'm like, you know what? I didn't enjoy this. Why am I going to keep playing it, right? Let me just refund it and just play something else that I'm missing. That's that's really all that happened for me. Well, so. before I started, again, I didn't have to buy yeah. it because I just played it through Game yeah, Pass. Yeah, Game Pass, yeah. Um, but before I started playing it, I was looking at a lot of reviews, and a lot of people mm-hmm. were saying, like, the controls are weird. Uh, sure. A lot of the same stuff you're saying. 
And right, they're like, right. they're not really getting it. This is kind of just a weird game. So I was like, okay, I, I'm reading all this. I'm taking it all in. And then I start sure. it. And I start having the opposite of like, oh, I don't really see what they're talking about here. I think this like feels cool. I think sure. this plays cool. I was having a good time. I played it okay, last good. night. I played about, I say, hour and a half to two hours. Okay. Um, and I thought it was one of the more like, unique and cool and interesting time and i was really digging it and the combat of like the right stick is really weird that that's what dodges oh yeah that was throwing me off but (laughs) uh once i got used to it i don't know it just took a few times and i was like okay yeah this is cool i'm fine with this and i i kind of moved on and never thought about it again i played an actual like boss uh once you get pretty so it's it's really weird like Okay, you like come across your dad and he's kind of like laying there on the floor and you go inside of him and it's almost Whoa. like, you know, the um uh what's the game? What the Tim Schafer game that Psychonauts. Psychonauts. So, yes. You you literally go inside of their memories and it be- turns into a level. And so this level of your dad's memories to try to discover something specific in him. And the level was super, super cool. And and I was playing a lot of it and I was really enjoying it because it was so, it gave me that Psychonauts vibes of really trippy, weird, because you're going through someone's memories and how diverse and interesting the level was. And I thought it was really, really neat because of it. Uh, The actual house itself you start in uh, was like, I don't know. I was kind of like whatever about it. I didn't even start liking it till I got into the memory. Once I got into your dad's memory and dug okay. into that level, that's when I started really enjoying the game. Okay, and then cool. I beat the boss, quit because it was like one in the morning, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll definitely get to this later." And I enjoyed it. Again, definitely not a case where I put the game down. Like, okay, for example, when I when I put Atomic Heart down, I felt that it was a bad game. Yeah, yeah. When I put this game down. I just felt it wasn't the game for me at this time. I had some issues that were bugging me more than normal, I guess you could say. Now, I did read your post and said you're playing Pentiment, and I feel in no way should you like choose this game over Pentiment. Pentiment's like yeah, yeah. 10 Pentiment's out of 10 fantastic. experience, oh so one of the good. coolest things you would play, and I right. want to get back to that myself too, so maybe I should do actually the same thing. I think that's that's why I was so okay with with going back on it because i i had had Pentman sitting there for so long and i'm like you know what let me let me finally uh because this could easily fall within that six seven range of like oh this is cool and interesting or whatever but i can tell like in no way is this some like super polished amazing experience or anything oh right Um, right yep where pentiment i felt that immediately so yeah no i i totally agree so so yeah well i'm glad i'm glad you enjoyed what you played over that's good you know i'll definitely revisit it at some point so all right next I beat Horizon, the Burning West DLC. Oh, excuse me, the Burning West, the Burning Shores DLC. A lot of people are review bombing this. Did you see? I saw. This? I saw, and I know exactly why they're doing yep. it. I think it's so silly. I got spoiled on why, and I didn't want to know why, but I saw it. Yeah. I don't think it's a big spoiler whatsoever. I don't think so. It's I don't just think so a little. It's story just a little fact. moment. I, I don't know. Yeah. I personally don't think it's a big sto- uh, spoiler because it's so inconsequential. It has nothing to do with what the story they're trying to tell, really. It's just a kind of side thing. Uh, but, but anyway, take take 10 seconds to say it yes, and then just skip 10 ahead seconds 10 and then seconds. I'll move on. Now. So Aloy at the end, of her and Seika, who's a new character, they ha- you have a choice to share a kiss with her or not, or or you can deny it. Okay, end. End. End right there. Yeah. <laughs> that is such 
it happened. I was like, okay, that's a nice moment, whatever. They're trying I, to I claim it it's again. that woke stuff oh, and so all of silly, this. Man. It's and so silly. Cringing you know what so are, hard. What I... You know what it reminds me of is, you know, in Mass Effect, when you play, you know, and I know you can make your character whoever you want yeah. it to be in, in Mass Effect, but by all accounts, you're Commander Shepard, obviously, right? And in, in that game, you have so much freedom to make choices like that however you want, and no one ever had a problem with it. I just don't understand what the big deal is. And let's stress that it's a choice it's not even right it is a choice it is a choice mm -hmm. you have you have three choices one of them ends that way the other is complete opposite and the third one is somewhat in the middle of that yeah so anyway it would be it would be a shame for me to focus on that so much when the the dlc itself is really good and really enjoyable yeah um, sorry i wanted to mention that no but no you're... it's okay i'm glad you mentioned it because <laughs> it is a silly thing that people are complaining well if you look at their user score just know when you go to Metacritic or wherever and they have user scores, it's way, 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 way low because of that. But try not to look at that and try to yeah, judge it accordingly. It's, it's totally that's ridiculous. That's... The fact that people are review bombing and completely ignoring all the other great things that the DLC does is like so silly. But here's what I'll say about it. So it took me about mm, 10 hours or so. And that's okay. with doing the side missions, the main missions, and one of the cauldrons. There was one extra cauldron in the DLC. Um, I didn't do like the, you know, the little tedious stuff. Collect these figures. and stuff. I didn't do that stuff. Anyway, the first thing I noticed is that each of your categories for your upgrades and your skills, they all got a new like branch with a few new skills and a few new like uh, one extra sort of like major skill, you know, that you can trigger and, and use in battle, which I thought was really cool because some of the new ones are awesome. There's a bunch of new weapons, but there's one in particular that's like a game changer. It's really awesome. There's new outfits, new dyes, new skins, all that stuff, all the stuff you would expect from a DLC. But what I really liked about it is they introduced a new machine, which you see in the trailers. You see the water wing, which you can ride on like you did towards the end of the game, but you can also dive into the water with it. And the, the flying is so much more prominent in the DLC. You don't have to. You can use the boat if you'd like, but I was using the flying a lot. Well, because you don't even get that towards the end of the original right, game, right? Exactly. So yep, now so... with this, you just have it the whole time? You have it the whole time. Yep, okay. you can just call it whenever you want. You don't have to go out and find one. Like, it's just an option on your, you know, like your items. It's an option okay. to call the, the water wing. Now, you also can't play this till you actually beat the... That is true. Right. Yep. Okay. Cannot play it till you beat it. So there were five main missions. And I felt that all five were really good missions. Like, a very enjoyable, very good story. Fun, challenging, but not too crazy. Now, my only complaint is the one, the one side mission, the very first side mission you get. It's totally ridiculous. You fight three of those water wings, which are extremely tough to fight. You can't sneak up on them and override them. They're all like perched on this tower. They come down, all three of them, and attack you. I tried so many times. I leveled up about eight times throughout the course of the DLC, and I came back at the end and tried to fight them. Still nothing. It's totally unfair, in my opinion, and just I just ended up ignoring it. That being said, there's two other side missions which really take you across the whole area, and it's really, really fun. Like, really, really good stuff. The new map is probably... Like a, man, I don't want to be wrong here. If I had to guess, maybe like one six of the total map, something like that. It's okay. a chunky area um, with a bunch of islands, and you can navigate around them. And um, and yeah, so by the time you finish the the DLC, they really set you up very well for the next horizon. The the game already ended in a way that that could be continued into the next the third horizon game, but this kind of like accelerates that a little more and leaves it in a really good place for a sequel which i was happy about so okay so yeah man i thought it was great it was really good now really I, uh, one more thing i want to work your brain around is sure. so there's a lot happening with horizon now so there's a there's an mmo coming 
I heard um, about that. Yep. There is by NCSoft, I want to say is who it was. And then there is an actual just like more like Monster Hunter multiplayer thing also coming where it's more like a co-op thing. And then they have the, you know, third game coming. And then you have TV show coming, right? So there's a lot yep. of spots lot. here for where this could go. So so do you think this game bleeds into the third and all of the extra content? Because you also have Call of the Mountain, which I never played. That's but true. That I also doesn't it, but... have uh, Aloy even in it, I want to say. If it does, oh, not, it's just like, it? it's maybe that. cameo appearances, but you're not playing as her. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, maybe this bleeds into three and all of that other stuff is just, I don't know what, how they, how they work the other stuff with the story. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm curious. Cause again, I don't really have much knowledge of call of the mountain. I wonder if it connects at all. Cause that's like five other projects almost like, you know, what? Let, me, let me see if later. I can, let me see if it says. I'm going to say is Call of the Mountain related to Forbidden West. Let's see something. Is it a sequel to Forbidden West? It's not a direct sequel. It's still interactive with the previous two games in terms of its timeline, narrative, and gameplay aspects. It featured a cameo from Aloy. Okay. it's Yeah, it sounds like it's it's not that consequential, at least from yeah. what I can tell. So that being said, I mean, yeah, I could Does see the that. game lead in any notion of story to where a lot of other adventurers join her in any way like you know what i'm getting at yeah like... yeah that's possible yes okay. um think of it this way of course i won't say what happens but i'll say this think of mass effect how the whole three games you're building towards this threat right yeah and you eventually tackle the threat S similar idea to that okay. in a way um and so I'm assuming the third game will be like the culmination of everything. So yeah, I do think there will be more people joining her. And I'm assuming this girl Seiko, who's in the um the DLC, which she's actually a really good character, I'm assuming she's gonna join her too. So like do you think this co-op Monster Hunter style game could actually be like a core to the story? I don't think Or do you think, think it it's be... just gonna stick to three and the rest is just I think what they're gonna do with that is some sort of you know, it's in the same universe, but this is going on. That kind of thing, I think, will happen, you know? Yeah, okay. I think they'll save the big story beats for um for the actual game. So whenever that comes out in the year uh 2028 or whatever, <laughs> I'll play it. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, yeah, definitely enjoyed that. Beat that. Street Fighter Six demo, I'll just say briefly, I've been super excited about this game. I love Street Fighter. I have pulled out my old PS4 um fight stick with the like the three oh, buttons cool. three buttons across what did you and, play um, it on like back then or now you mean no now like um street fighter 6 demo what did you play it i on? did it on pc okay it runs great looks great i did the tutorials which i'm familiar with street fighter but you know there's a lot of new mechanics which i'm actually really excited to try some of this new stuff yeah you out. saw the whole classic and modern switch yep, right yep so i'm doing classic just because i like you know i've always been used to that but besides that there's just so many new things going on that didn't exist in the other games. So it's going to be a lot to learn, which always happens with fighting games. But I got to say, I was impressed. I'm not impressed, however, with the starting roster because my man M. Bison is missing, which, <laughs> God, how could you be missing him? That's kind of weird to me. Um, let's um, look up and yeah, see let's look, let's look at it. Like, um, characters coming to Street because he could just be a later one. I just can't. I'm just shocked. Like, come on, man. It's like my, my go-to guy. So. By the way, here's the confirmed characters to start. Ryu, Chun-Li, Luke, who's like the face of this game. He's the guy who you see first. Jamie, yeah. Guile, Jury, 
Kimberly, Ken, Ihanda, Blanca, Dalsim, DJ, Manon, I don't know who that is, Marissa, Zangief, Lily, Cami, JP. I don't know who JP is. But yeah, man, like, where's my, where's and my then guy, man? And the characters coming later, here they are. Rashid, I don't I guess I'm pronouncing that right. Summer of 2023, AKI, Autumn of 2023, Akuma, Spring of 2024, Ooh, that's cool. and Ed, Winter of 2024. So where's, where's, guy? where's Bison? <laughs> Makes no so, freaking sense. I guess sense. not. Okay. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to, someone's got to have complained about this. I'm going to say, where's the Bison <laughs> in Street Fighter 6? Wait, wait, they're saying why Bison might not appear in Street Fighter 6? Well, oh, God. No. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Anyway, well, uh, thoughts on the design and gameplay of M. Bison. I don't know. I guess I'll have to look more into this, but I'll be very disappointed if he doesn't make the cut. Maybe they'll just always have that little, like, cherry hang, and then in, like, two or three years, oh, we finally did it! Right, uh, right, right. But, you know, like, are we supposed to be excited if in two years later we finally get him? Because this goes all the way to winter of 2024, and it's just these four, so and it's not M. Bison, so... At, at this point, you would be waiting two Ugh. years at the least. That's very disappointing. Let's see. I mean, there's, I got those people talk about this for a while, I guess. I guess I didn't realize it. <laughs> this guy's like, well, M. Bison making an appearance in Street Fighter Six. They said, of course, easy choice for DLC, but eh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll see. Maybe they'll do like the villains DLC, you know, Bison, Vega, Balrog. Yeah. Put all those guys together or something. Oh, Vega's know? not in there. That's a good point. Yeah. Because I like... Neither I like Balrog Vega. or Sagat, neither. So they're missing all those guys. But hopefully they don't do... I love Street Fighter Five, but it started off super light on content. Way too light. Yeah. And I don't want yeah, that I remember to happen that. With this, obviously. No, um, it's not happening here. Um, it doesn't look I, like it. Like the... Of did you play a bit of the world tour? Yeah, yeah. So, so it sorry, looks pretty track. meaty. Actually. I, I did all the tutorials. Oh, sorry. One then, thing with the tutorial. Did you? Yeah. Uh, when you actually just fight after the tutorial, did you turn on commentary and check it out? Oh, I, I thought didn't. It, no, you totally should. Is oh god, okay, all right. Maybe I'll do that. But yeah, I, I made my character and I did like the world tour thing. I only played it for ten minutes and then I stopped. Um, I was like, I've seen enough. This is this is good enough. But I'm excited. I played as much as I could, and you basically okay. get to play the first area. I was trying to keep in in tradition with the uh, Street Fighter four or five characters, and I made myself super jacked, super big, huge nice. arms, <laughs> shoulders, <laughs> which is hilarious because the characters are already super jacked. They're already in this game, so I can so only funny. imagine. Um, no, um, I, I when I was messing with it, first of all, want to hugely specify. How in depth the creator system is! Oh my, oh my god! god. Yeah. Everything, anything you could possibly imagine, you can change. Whatever you want, you can do. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty impressive. So I made a female. I was trying to make her very like agile and very fast. And it does specify uh -huh. when you pick male to female, you will get attributes like that. So gotcha. All right. Well, I enjoyed it. I'm excited. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, and I'm glad to see it's running well and it looks good. No problems there. Oh, what do you think about just like, because my only complaint was just like the core gameplay itself, just feeling, like, um, you know what? Not as good I as guess, the others. I guess I can't say with certainty yet, only because I did the tutorials. I learned the mechanics, but I haven't done what I typically do with Street Fighter games where it's like, I'll sit there with a character and try to learn them and combo yeah. and everything, right? Once I start doing that, I'll probably have a better idea. I mean, okay. right now it's fine, whatever. I can't really tell too much yet. Okay, um, okay. But I do like the idea of these new mechanics, you know? Like I whole... like all the new features and the new content. Yeah. And all that. I'm just a little iffy on the, just the core gameplay itself being, I, I don't feel as good as 4 or 5. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to see. But I, I like the idea of of everything's a risk and reward. Like, 
you can use the parry system but if you run out of bars and you get hit then you burn out and then you're stunned and so you know it's cool for them yeah to it's that new i stuff. forget what they call it there it's like two things like divine it's, too, Ugh. it's like something charge or gear charge. i can't remember <laughs> but there's yeah. definitely a it's... big new mechanic in this to where you can sort of like use sparts of it or charge it up all at once right or... you're absolutely right i just for the life it's, of me can't really i, I was it, but... actually confused and i never really quite understood it it's it's definitely a little complicated but uh but yeah i'm gonna keep messing with it when it comes out um i already mentioned pentiment real quick you know i just barely started playing it again just to get back into the story some crazy stuff is happening i'm really enjoying it again but the game i'll talk about the most is the witness which i've been playing a lot of again uh, i think i still have my steam deck on Right there, still with it on. I remember playing this game for the first time in 2016 on my PlayStation, and I just fell in love with it. It's I don't even know how to describe this, how much I love this game and how good I think it is. It's a puzzle game, yes, but it's a big, huge, open-world island. And, and the main mechanic is, yes, drawing lines, right? But it's so much more than that. There's, there's a lot of environmental puzzles going on. There's, you know, look at it this way, look at it that way. There's so many perspective changes. There's... um. It's just such a smart game. And there's so many completely optional things in the game that you might never see if you don't really explore the island thoroughly. What I like about it is you can go here, get stuck, and just leave and go walk to another island. You know, the game is so good at you'll find a collection of five tiles. And that's like they'll teach you the language of this this sort of tile, right? Do the first one super easy, second one a little harder, and so on. Once you complete those, there's no reward. But now you have the knowledge of how to complete this particular type of puzzle, right? Then you go with you, and then all of a sudden, oh, you find this way across the island. You find that particular puzzle in this obscure spot, and then they start combining them, and then they start throwing more and more and more. You, it's just, I just think it's such a smart game. You know, it's it's really impressive. So I remember this being one of your favorite games, like ever, and I remember me just being an idiot and it being too <laughs> hard for me. But dude, know. it is it is definitely hard, and I know a lot of times when people say stuff like. You know, my advice is don't look at anything up. Don't ever look at anything up. And I know sometimes people don't like hearing that because they're like, dude, this is too hard for me. I need to look something up. I get that. However, I'm trying this time to not look anything up. And I'm really, really enjoying it. Like, just naturally, I think the only game that's more satisfying to me than this game is beating a boss in from software games. That's how I feel <laughs> when I complete a tough puzzle in this game that I'm, like, banging my head against the wall. I already started um, an album on my phone just titled The Witness of pictures and drawings and okay nice. you really do you really do start doing it like just to give you an idea without spoiling anything there's a puzzle i was working on today where you're in a desert and these tiles they're sort of shaped like what how many sides is one two three four five six they're like hexagons right so in the hexagons there's intersecting lines across i think it's like one line down the middle two lines diagonal going across each other right through the hexagon each corner of the hexagon there's little circles where you could start your puzzle. Every single puzzle in the game starts with going to the puzzle and clicking A or X on the circle and eventually getting to one of like the little half circles, right? And so this puzzle, you start off, you first see the first tile is just like very straightforward. Like you see the sun kind of shining on three quarters of the tile. And it shows, if you look at it from a certain angle, it shows like a like it's been scratched, you know? And the only way you could see it is with when the sun is shining on it. So okay. you can see like a path has been scratched, right? So you do it, fine. Then you do a few more the same way, right? You look at it from different angles. The sun shines on the tiles a certain way. You have to find the right perspective. And then all of a sudden you see like the scratching because the sun's shining, fine. Yeah. So I, I this last one, I could not, for the life of me, it was the last one I could not figure out. 
I looked at it from every angle. I got up high, I got down low, couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden, I look at a certain, like on the floor, I see um, like in the sand, I kind of see like, like a little vague line tracing. I'm like, could that be it maybe? And I go back and I do that pattern and it works. It's like the game is so smart with stuff like that, you know? It gets wild. Like later on, it gets, I remember it getting crazy. There's sound puzzles. There's like, um, I mean, I didn't even know there was a desert area. So clearly I didn't make it far. <laughs> check, check this out. So I, I, again, I didn't see this the first time I played the game, but now that I've beat it the first time, I was okay with kind of looking some stuff up. And I found this picture, which I'll try to show you here. Hold on. It shows the whole map. I kind of can make it out, but yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to send you a picture. <laughs> okay. But it shows the I whole I saw map. like the desert at like the top left. Yeah, yeah. someone laid it, laid the whole thing out, which I think is so cool because now this time around, I'm using the map to kind of navigate. Like, where do I want to go to first? Because I, I okay. kind of remember, you know, what's in the desert, what's in the treehouse, whatever, 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 you know? So, yeah, I think it's I think it's one of the very best games I've ever played, honestly. Like, no exaggeration. It's so smart. I mean, I played it at release. Maybe I should just give it another shot. I, I will, just for the sake. I mean, it's hard to, like, yeah. it's one of your favorite games ever. It's hard for me to just. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It can't, it can't not be good, at least. So, oh, yeah, dude. It's, yeah. it's, I've played a lot of puzzle games, and this one takes the cake for me. I just, I see, I see why it took so long to make, too. It took him, like, you know, Jonathan Blow is the developer. He made Braid, too, which I don't know if you played that one. Yeah, I did. But that's also another fantastic game. Took him like eight years development time, but man, it was well worth it from what I can tell. And he's he's working on a new game now, and I'm sure it'll be great again. So so yeah, man. So I'm gonna keep. Oh, he, it's the he is working Steam on something game. right now. That's cool. He is working on something. I actually had never heard of this before, but uh, someone said he's making a not Sudoku, but it's a certain it's a name that's similar to that. Oh, so- Sokoban. Okay, hmm. improving okay. gameplay animation on the new Jonathan Blow Sokoban style game. I guess Sokoban is like yeah, I don't some know sort of is. yeah. Sokoban is a puzzle video game in which the player pushes boxes around in a warehouse trying to get them to storage locations. Oh, okay, it was, it was yeah, developed in 1981. Like that, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's riffing on this idea, but okay. of course he's gonna take it to like some crazy yeah. level. And um, I'll just send you this image real quick of he put like a GIF up of I guess like a still from from his game so far. I'll send it over to you. It, it it looks beautiful, but obviously I don't know anything about the gameplay or anything yet, but I'll send it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm with you. It's hard to really tell, but, um, you can't tell, but it looks interesting for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, so... I haven't seen anything like that before, so that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm interested, man, especially after you made this game. So, uh, okay. So yeah. Cool. But yeah. That's where I'm at for this week. How about you? Uh, let's see here. We already talked about uh, last case of Benedict Fox. I am enjoying it, but um, mm-hmm. again, like uh, you know, seven ranges so far. Sure, Mario Party Superstars. So I bought the voucher because I went to go buy uh, Tears of the Kingdom. There's okay. a lot of preview footage out there now. A lot of people are getting their hands on it. A lot of people are getting their hands on it. And I remember I shared one. What was it? Skill Up? It's the one I showed. Yes, I watched that one too. That was a great preview. Sorry, let's get some Zelda talk in before we uh, sure. end the episode here, just because we got to fit it in. Now right. there's all this preview footage out there, and a lot of people Man, are so, being able to so play, exciting. looking to be about like an hour of playing, and then about mm-hmm. like an hour of watching um a nintendo rep play and kind of going mm-hmm. back and forth i it's it's bits of like oh he played it for 30 minutes i played it for 30 minutes and kind of hand it back and forth mm-hmm. but 
Wow. Um, all of the impressed. gameplay stuff, it is just focusing clearly on the actual, like, gameplay mechanics of, like, fusings and traversing and exploring and all of that. But now that we're seeing so much of it, I'm starting to realize Breath of the Wild is going to look very, very <laughs> basic to this game. <laughs> yeah, this game seems like the sandbox is just going crazy, man. Wow. Um, I'm, so, I'm so excited. And... From the outside looking in, some people could take that as a negative because, like, well, I want them to lean more into the Zelda stuff. But if you just try to push that out of your mind and just watch one of these preview things, go watch the skill up one. I yeah. think that was even over the trailer that we saw. This has got yeah. me the most hyped yeah. I've ever been on this game because they do the freedoms of you can do so much crazy stuff that it's like, Dude, I don't even care if it's Zelda <laughs> or if it's, I don't know, Star Fox or something. Uh, uh, call right. it whatever you want to call it. This looks to be the most fun, creative, intensive development I've ever seen in a video game. I don't understand how they even got this working. It is so in-depth on mixing this and that to things you would never imagine. And it working crazy well. It works so well. That it could even like hurt you in the sense of like, oh, you didn't angle that fan in the exact angle, so now it actually like maybe killed you, or oh my maybe God, yeah. you didn't move uh, the fire into the exact spot it needed for the air to flow in the correct manner for you to be able to make fly over this gap or something, right? Like it's so precise and so creative yep. and and its engine, and I'm just like now I see what took so long. I can just imagine as they were making it, it breaking left and right constantly. And they just spending so much time trying to get it to function, much less make a game out of it. <laughs> and I'm I'm so impressed that we got to see the trailer of all of this Zelda stuff. And the game is on top of it, the coolest sandbox experience I've ever seen in a video game. Like, bar none. There's nothing that comes close to this. Like, yeah. Gary's mod just went out the window. Like, for real. This is this is an incredible tech. And this is running, again, going way back to the beginning of the episode. Some Tegra 1 ship, some mobile thing made in, like, 2014 that can, like, barely function, what, the that NVIDIA tablet where you can just sort of, like, stream to it, and that's about it. Somehow that mm -hmm. thing is running this game. It has my mind blown. Oh, yeah. This is very, very, very impressive. Anyway. <laughs> it, it, it really is. I, I will say some of the things he was talking about, how, you know, getting to the top of the tower, Nintendo's just like, whatever way you want to get to the top of the tower, get there. And people come up with all these sorts of different ways yeah, to get there. Yeah, he says in the video, let me try to come up with the dumbest, most ridiculous yeah. way to get to the top. Yeah. And... Yes, he makes many failed attempts and it finally gets it achieved by what? Well, I mean, let's like he finds like a few boards, right? Sort of shapes it into this almost boat sort of thing. Uh, sticks like a steering gear on it, sticks some fans on it to sort of give it leverage, right? But he realizes whenever he's just trying to lift off the ground, there's not as much like momentum and he can only go so high. He found out if he can like sort of put that boat on top of something of higher structure and then start to fly up. Like it get, it gives more momentum or whenever he like, he will start something up and then jump off of it and watch how it behaves on its own. 
and like um creates a plane right it, it behaves like a paper airplane to where like it starts to go and it will dip down dip back up dip down dip back right. up like right. as it's flying just as that device would if you were to make it in real life the way they're simulating objects to behave so well with its physics to how things just naturally are in the world state is like mind-blowingly cool uh i'm i'm shocked this is i'm so hyped for this game i agree this game could run at 10 fps at this point and i don't care because it's the most <laughs> impressive tech i have ever seen and i have to take part in it so call me biased all you want but this looks incredible so it just looks like it's reaching new levels like nintendo yes. always does this where they come back and people are like oh man how did they pull this off they prove that power in a machine only goes so far right like we right. can talk all this talk on like what our expectations are out of hardware but then somebody just breaks the mold completely and does something <laughs> completely unexpected that you just don't even understand how they got it working so just, just just get ready for even if the Zelda <laughs> earns its tens across the board or whatever it is, just be ready for the people. <laughs> it's it's overrated, you know, yada yada yada. Yeah, it's just yeah, funny, yeah, like what yeah. it, what did, did all the reviewers get together and be like, let's make sure we all say really amazing things about this game? Like Skill Up makes fun of Nintendo all the time, like to an obsessive point. Like like Nintendo shows up at every one of their studios and like slips uh, them yeah, a yeah. Like, He's hey, always clowning sure on Nintendo. <laughs> so when he says that this game, you know, says all these amazing things about it, I believe him. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. So I bought the voucher. You can, because the game's 70 bucks, right? So you spend 100, you get a voucher. Hey, go buy another first party game that costs 60 bucks. Well, now you get $30 off if you go this route. So I went and bought the voucher, bought Tears of the Kingdom, and I was like, well, what should I buy? I ended up going Mario Party Superstars because I have people come over all the time, like Friday or Saturday night, and we'll play uh, Super Mario Party all the time, and it's become like our go-to. But I'm like, well, we've kind of run this dry, and there's only like four boards and so much to it. Mario Party Superstars is such a leap forward, and I'm like, screw it, let's do it. So I bought that. We actually played it last night for about two or three hours and yeah it's that? a big step up from super mario party that's great there's weirdly a lot of online capability with this like so you go online and do like these like gauntlet tournament things to where like whoever makes last gets sort of knocked out and you continue going to your number one it's way more competitive of a mario party like you can turn off bonus stars you can make the mini games only skill-based games um, it actually oh, pulls okay. all the mini games from one through ten of like it's a best of collection. So it's trying to make just a more like um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just best of Mario Party, which makes sense. Mario Party Superstars, and uh, gotcha. I think it's like if you just had to pick a Mario Party, this may be the best Mario Party you could you okay. could play and pick, just because it's such a refined and such like compact of like trying to mash in the best stuff you know so i love gotcha. it um we we That's had great. a blast um they removed all of the motion control games and kept it to uh joystick style games so because super cool. mario party a lot of the mini games maybe most of them have to do with motion control of the joy con which i don't hate i actually thought they were good and all i never hated them either yeah yeah but this game is very it's almost like I don't know if they were over the least Super Smash Brothers Melee HD and really try to hone in on just like weirdly the professional side gameplay of Mario Party because <laughs> they just have so many options of letting you customize it to your heart's content. So 
it's it's great. I really, really enjoy it. Really recommend it to others. It came out like October of last year, and I've been putting it off for a long time. But again, like thirty bucks, yeah, I'll buy it. I mean, you can't beat that. Obviously, yeah, it's yeah. like fantastic. But so. I'll recommend like go buy that voucher if you're gonna buy Zelda. You might as well. I mean, you can get Splatoon three, Mario Odyssey, whatever. Like these great. Does it work for digital games or it's only physical games? No, no, no. It's only digital. Oh, only digital. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. So you might as well do it and pick up another first party game of one you don't own. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. All right, so, sounds good. Yep. Now, if the game was sixty, it wouldn't even be you know okay. You'd only save like twenty bucks, but now that it's a seventy dollar game, you might as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's still save you know still saving something. So why not? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. But yeah, that's that. Let's get into new game watch, and we'll be out of here. All right. I'll now Redfall again releases tuesday this episode will be out wednesday so we'll be out by the end so but we haven't played it yet for us to give our thoughts may, it's 2nd. may 2nd yes oh okay yeah i'll definitely play that with you i want to i want to check that out yeah so next episode we will be having our thoughts there looks to be people in our group too again like you listen to this and you're not in it join facebook group just search inside by there'll be a uh yeah. private forum that you'll see pop up and join that group. Uh, that's where a lot of our podcast discussion is happening when we're not doing the episode. But a lot of people are trying to group up in there. And I'm definitely going to be trying to do as much as I can of that. It doesn't look like I'll be getting my parts till probably like Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know. So I may. I'm going to try it out on the Xbox at 30. And just. I mean, I've done this a million times. Remember, what was the last game I did? I was like, well, I'll try it at 30. Oh, uh, Dead Space. Oh, because I was like, was well, it's a horror game. It's slow. <laughs> you know, I'll do it the 30 so I can get a little better fidelity. Dude, it didn't matter. Like, it, I'm like, why am I, I, I feel like I'm just skipping all over the place. It's, it was so <laughs> sure, bad. Sure. I just immediately changed it. And I was like, no, I was wrong. So I can't imagine a shooter. I, I, I'm sure I'm going to immediately regret it. And be like, no, I'll wait <laughs> for the uh, yeah, for my PC yeah. parts. Um, no, we're gonna have to. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting when you give it a shot. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but a lot of people do claim like frame pacing and stuff like that has a lot to do with it. Maybe they could make it in a manner where somehow thirty feels right. But a shooter, I just can't. I just can't picture that. I don't no, know. I, I don't know. Imagine putting Doom down to thirty. It, it would. I can't. Uh, I can't imagine that being a good experience. Yeah, so, God, Doom at 30, that's like a crime. <laughs> no one should ever Actually, I did play it at 30 because the Switch release was at 30. Oh, the Switch one. I bought it for like a few bucks, and I immediately just uninstalled it because I was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't play this <laughs> game like this. That's so funny. Anyway. But, yeah, so that comes out. We'll have our thoughts next episode. But, anyway, May 3rd, uh, we have Super Dungeon Maker for Switch and PC. Uh, Ravenlock, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PC, May 4th. This looks really, really cool. I super want to highlight this game. Ravenlock. Look it up. This is one of the more interesting, cool games. Is this Game Pass? It is Game Pass. Yes. Cool. It's like, think of like a PS2 platformer, but really, really... So cool. pretty and interesting and unique with the like cool okay. story and um the more i look into this and the more you like skim through you'll see the environments change a lot and this game gets really unique and pretty and creative with this design like i think this is one of the cooler uh creative developer aspects of just like 
coming up with new ways to make environments and enemies and characters and stuff like that. I think it's a really, really pretty game. I can see, like, especially a kid just eating this up on just how, like, wow inspiring and neat it is. Like, it's, like, something so unique to its competitors. Um, sure, sure. I understand. Anyway. But, uh, Darkest Dungeon 2, PC, May 8th. Yeast 9, Monstrum Nox coming to PS5 May 9th, and Lord of the Rings, Heroes of Middle-Earth, iOS and Android May 10th. Heroes of Middle-Earth, all right. Well, yeah. it'll be an interesting week. I definitely want to try to link up and um, check out Redfall, at least give it a shot, you know? So. And what's going to be hilarious is the week after this. So, the, yeah, the game to pull from here is Ravenlock. Uh, next week, what, Zelda will be in that mix? Is it... Oh man, I can't wait, dude! <laughs> and uh, wait, can't believe we're this close. We're we're very close. Wait, hold on. So the end. Hold on, let me just look real quick. The end of this week. Uh oh yeah, we have all of this week, and then next week, end of the week, Zelda comes out Friday, right? Oh man, dude, that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, so super exciting. Oh, I finished Game Blade Chronicles three. Oh, I did see that. Finally yeah. beat it. Holy crap! Yes, of course. The ending was just be bonkers and i immediately start up the dlc uh it's called connected futures and i get why it's called that because it definitely connects xenoblade one two and three and right whenever it starts it's just like bam hits you with i don't even want to say but you definitely <laughs> see some xenoblade chronicles one in a very strong way in it uh, same with two and it's i i get what they're doing they're all sort of mashing all together and we're gonna get why they all connect within this DLC. So I'm super excited to see that. Very cool. Okay. Now that I have it beat though, if I were to just like, again, this game, I personally put 120 hours into it. I could have beaten it probably 80 or 90, I want to say, but that's still really long to just mainline something. Sure. Yeah, that is. 9.5. I mean, like, okay. Very, very, very I great praise. game. I mean, like everything. I mean, Frame rate can get a little choppy here and there if there's a lot going on on screen, but it's not terrible. It's like, okay, if it stays constant 30, let's say like it'll dip to like a 25 or 24 and go back up. Um, but it's nothing, it's nothing like we're seeing with this Jedi falling where it's like Gosh, going from like what 22 to like 58 and just constantly shuffling the entire time. It's nothing like that, but story's great, combat's great, characters are great. The atmosphere is amazing. I just loved everything about it and uh, super high praises. Like, I would throw a 10 out of it if it wasn't for, like, I wish the visuals could be better because it is running on a Switch and it is, like, 720 and background very blurry. But me personally, I had a 10 out of 10 experience because I played it on Steam Deck through emulation gotcha. so i was able to up the resolution i was able to keep it running at a constant 30 so i had a much better experience than what somebody on switch would have in terms of its visual aesthetics and and performance and all that but i i can easily just look up a video and see what it normally runs at and and watch other reviews and see where it dips and all of that so coming at it critically of just trying to judge it off the switch again i'm still throwing a 9.5 because there's hardly awesome. like it's one of those like games i'm gonna just remember for the rest of my life you know like it's yeah, so could. so hard hitting and it and it's plot and just one of those like you're gonna be just thinking about for a long time and 
wishing there was more and just it's a little sad to know that four or five years before we'd see more of this series just because i mean it it like takes a long time to make you know (laughs) sure but again i want to praise them on uh, i said it last episode i think but it's like one two three the dlcs of two the dlc of three like in the span of this is like they've released more content than final fantasy easily have you know what i mean like final fantasy you have like what seven eight nine year gaps when did final fantasy 15 come out again what year was that that's a long time ago i think it was 20 2015 15 or 2016 i think it was 2016 2016 okay 2016 okay so seven years but even just 15 to 16 and that gap we got xenoblade 2 and 3 and two gigantic dlcs you know yep. so it just yep. feels a lot more coming from them it's pretty awesome man. um yeah you know, just like playstation with uh insomniac i feel nintendo with this Microsoft yeah. is just like killer it's- Crank them out, and they it. they help with Zelda too. So yeah, they're a great studio from Nintendo. As they should, man. That's a that's a great studio. All right, well, uh, we'll see right, you guys, guys next week. See you later.